Hello, you're listening to Mastering Alchemy's Best. These live recorded classes offer tools, tips, and concepts to open possibilities and expand opportunities in your life. Take a moment with us to settle in, reset, and enjoy. Hello, welcome. As always, very nice to be here. So there's some changes in the making. Mastering Alchemy is changing because the world is changing. It's all changing. Have you noticed? Technology has created a tremendous alteration in how communication happens. COVID, major interruption in how we just function. Face-to-face communication kind of falling apart, not enough time to meet with people, friends. In fact, the world's changing. We've lost friends. We've lost family. We've kind of created a level of communication and belief and structure in such a way that family and friends, how could they think that? How could they believe that? I thought I knew these people. How can they function this way? I'm not going to talk to them anymore. I'm simply going to end this relationship. And you see it all over the world. The world's changing. So Mastering Alchemy has been about tools and skills and enhanced abilities. We need to expand the way we communicate. We need to expand the information. It's kind of an awareness. There's a shift that's occurring in the world. The world's changing. But this change is misunderstood to a great extent because we are so engaged in our who we are in our world. A lot of us are not paying attention to this really massive change. If you're on this call, you're not one of those necessarily. You're one of those that are recognizing there's something bigger going on in this whole process. So Mastering Alchemy needs to expand that information. We need to create a different base of how we do what we do. We have to kind of look at how do you create from some of these concepts and beliefs that we hold? What do we create from? How do we come about? How do we get to this place we we call decision-making? So how do you make a decision? How do you decide to believe this or believe that? That this is right, that's wrong, this is good, that's bad, this works, that doesn't work. And I like them, but I, I, don't, I don't like them. How do we come about that? It's really all about duality. And so this session, we're going to play in duality. How does it play out in your reality? What does it do? How do you use it? How do you don't even understand that it's at play at all? We want to talk about some of those means of shifting from an alignment, duality, and many other things we'll talk about into a place where you get to think differently. 
So how do we think? How do we do what we do? How do you make a decision? Well, generally, there's kind of really three places. Uh, we think. We use the rational mind. We figure it out. We make things happen with that rational mind. And then we also have that heart space, that heart space where I feel or I just kind of know. And then we have agreements. And it's agreements that are really fascinating because these agreements, they kind of create the default. So this is how it works. This is the truth. So where did those agreements come from? It really came from kind of a lot of ways, the mom, dad, teacher, minister of life. They basically said, this is how it works. This, this is what we do. Uh, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. This is kind of how it all works. And one of the things that we do is we just simply accept that. But you know that but where you're told, well, this is how it works. And yet somewhere in that heart space, heart space basically says, I don't think so. This doesn't feel right. I don't think this is correct. Remember that space? But it really is kind of awkward, that space, that heart space, thinking from the heart is awkward growing up because I want to fit in and I want to be accepted. And there's all these agreements about how things work. And if I don't believe what I'm told, and if I don't fit in, I'm probably not going to be liked or be comfortable. And so one of the things that we do is we move away from the heart space, that internal guidance system that basically says, here, I'm going to going to point out to you what's appropriate in the present moment. And in the present moment, we get to choose how do we want to navigate this. But because of our past and all those agreements and all my friends, and this is how they do it, and this is the truth, and this is what works, and it just, this is how it is, I've moved away from that heart space. I, I know it's there but I, I want to fit in. And so we work pretty hard on that fitting in and a whole level of groups and community and, and I want to be liked. But if you think back when you were a kid, one and two, maybe your kids, you just watched them. They were bright, they were excited. You were, you explored, you absorbed, you observed, you learned, you, kind of tried everything out. You were pretty smart. You figured out some things worked, some things didn't work, but you figured it out pretty much on your own. And then we're taught, well, that what stop doing that. This is right and this is wrong. No and don't. And it's really for our, your own protection, our own protection. We set this in motion, parents, teacher, minister, all of us and want us to do the right thing and want us to fit in and want us to know how it all works. 
And so they really kind of create us in their image, and we're speaking. And well, where did that come from? Well, they were created in their mom and dad ministers' images. And back and going back and further back. And so we all kind of are in agreement. And the agreement bends and moves and changes at time, but it's pretty slow in terms of change. One of the things that happens is as I get into agreement, because they know more than I do, and they're my mom, dad, teacher, minister, so I believe them. We don't really have the skill set to discern, is this really a truth or not a truth? But what we do know is the more we begin to move to that belief system, this is how it works. Now, this isn't for everybody. This is just for many. Some may have had a great relationship and had the room to explore all those abilities, but many basically begin to stop imagining. They begin to hold back from exploring. They, they, they wait to be told what to do. And then we begin to fit into a box. I'm really not telling you anything you don't know. But one of the things that happens is we get taught this good and bad and right and wrong and don't and do and them and us and you will this and you won't that. And we begin to just accept it. And then we begin to believe it. Begin, we get into agreement with it. And then those agreements begin to be habits. And then those habits begin to become unconscious actions. We just don't even think about it. We just go along. This is how it works. It's in that unconscious actions that we develop this sense of truth. This is the truth. This is how it works. It's not challenged. It's not questioned. It becomes unconscious. We go along. Now, right here, everybody take a breath because there's a lot going on right here. I'm just not talking. We're sitting here beginning to unwind some of those unconscious beliefs. All I'm doing is pointing to, do you remember? And where I'm pointing is not the rational mind. It's not the agreement. It's in the heart. It's in that space where you know you, but maybe have walked away. Many, if you're on this call, it's really all about I'm wanting to adjust this. I'm wanting to be happy and curious and excited and I'm wanting to have joy and ease and I'm wanting to simply kind of manage myself to a place where I can discern between what's appropriate and what's not appropriate based on that internal guidance system right in the heart. And we stop Noticing, we stop being curious in that growing up space. But it's in that space where we don't really stop noticing. We do notice. And what we notice is from that unconscious, rational mind set of agreements. What we notice is them 
and us and good and bad and right and wrong, the duality. We notice up and down, left and right, red and blue, liberal, conservative, black, white differences. We notice a lot of differences, culture, ethnicity, religion, God, evil. And we begin to make judgments and we begin to make decisions in right and wrong and them and us. And it's not comfortable to the heart because there is no separation, but it's this duality. It's either this or it's that. Really pretty simple. It's a great way that the structures of the world created a lot of control, created boxes to fit into. And boxes are really great in a lot of ways because if, if I don't want a lot of imaginative, creative people with permission running around on the planet. I can't control that. So if you just fit into your box and move out of that heart space, that thing in your chest, you all of a sudden start to find that I have control the world, somebody says. And I begin to, at that level, the agreements begin to get created that this is how it works. And that creativity of each one of us starts to wane in a lot of ways because I have two choices, good and bad or right and wrong. But something's changing in the world right now. Coming very fast, going back to about 2017, there have been changes being put in place. You, you've watched them, you've noticed them. Even COVID was not an accident. We told you that at the beginning, that it was all about interruption. There's two waves of light that are occurring to all of us. And we have choice in playing it. One is very opportunistic and one is very disruptive. They're both all about the same thing. They're all about creating an awareness, the ability to step out of this game. How to step out of duality, how to begin to find other choices, how to begin to live from the heart, how to begin to enjoy yourself on your terms. How do you begin to play again? How do you begin to communicate with others comfortably? This space that we're sitting in, this change that's coming, this opportunity, this last five years going into 2023. Big deal, 2023 and going forward. But everything has been in preparation for that groundworks being laid so that this opportunity begins to become conscious, brought from the unconscious. And the disruption, well, really, that's all about can't take your baggage with you on this journey. Home, spiritual, conscious awakening that each one of us are going through. So how do you do that? How do I navigate that? How do I get into that place? How do I begin to align myself with the opportunities and not have the disruption play out in a way that it is uncomfortable? 
And so as you begin to play in this space of recognizing some of these structures, these constructs that have been put in place to really keep everybody in a box. Now, this is a spiritual game. I say that very nicely. The game is about how do you unravel yourself from the game? But if you play by the rules of the game, it's kind of hard. You know, the only thing it said that's consistent in the universe is change. But it's also said, if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. And that definition of crazy, doing it over and over and over and expecting something different, kind of all plays into this space. Now take another breath because much is happening right now. It plays into this space. And so this shift that's coming is really all about how do I step out of those feelings or emotions and belief systems that I hold that really keep me very contained where I am. And it's challenging because most of those belief systems that I have agreed to, those aspects of my structure of my personality, of how I live my life, uh, what I do, many of those really came from the agreement and the rational mind. Now, the rational mind's really useful to know here. The rational mind, first of all, doesn't live in the head. It lives in the first chakra. And that first chakra, to a great extent, as most people have been taught for the last 40 years, is all about survival of the body. So if you've got a rational mind that's living in a place of survival, and its job is to keep you safe and have you fit in, it speaks pretty loudly. And when you start to get out of that box, you start to explore again, it's, it's, there's a doubt. Do you know that doubt, fear, uncertainty? What if I'm doing the wrong thing? What if they don't like me? And so I, I better just stay in my box. It's uncomfortable in the box, but, but this is where I am. But what have you had to do to live in that box? Because a lot of you had to give up awful lot. I have learned that in my joy, when I open my mouth, I sometimes... They, they didn't like that. So I, I'm not going to say that anymore. And I went over here and I wore this really great dress, shirt, pair of pants. It was really cool, except they didn't, they didn't like that. And so I don't wear those clothes anymore. And I had an opinion, but that wasn't a good thing I found out. And so I'm just going to begin to avoid all those places where they laugh at me or don't agree with me or I'm not able to express myself or I feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to I'm going to just simply avoid, withdraw, step back. Actually it wasn't very comfortable either. So and I didn't like it. So I really don't want it to happen again. So I'm I'm just gonna close my door and live in my house, kind of hide. Anybody hide her? I don't like it, but this is what my choices are. Duality. 
Duality is not black and white only. Duality is really quite an interesting thing. It creates choice. It gives you an opportunity to look at this and look at that. And sometimes it gives you an opportunity to create third answer, a third choice, another opportunity. It's like, oh, that doesn't work and this doesn't work. I'm going to try this. So another breath, if you would. So as this duality is really coming to the surface, and you're going to see a lot of it, things you believe are true are not going to be, not going to work. They're not going to be as true as the belief system said. That, well, this is how it is. It always works like this. No, it's, it's not. But see, it's not about the world. It's about me. It's about you. It's about us individually recognizing that the world is in this duality. It is structured in boxes. It functions in a very constructed manner, not making that bad or good, just how it is. And in that space, there's not a lot of choice. See this game, we'll label it called the third dimension. There's not a lot of choice. There's a lot of reaction. Reaction being, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. You're in present time and there's a reaction. But choice is not something that we have a lot of in third dimension. You live in three different dimensions at the same time, called third, fourth, and fifth. At fourth and fifth, you have lots of choice. But in that restricted unconscious space, we've made a lot of decisions in this restricted space. Again, right and wrong and good and bad and but something also happened when we made those decisions. We often created an emotion. I get angry, or I don't like this, or why did they do that, or I'm jealous of this. Emotions. So it's an interesting place. How do I get out of these emotions? How do I get out of these beliefs? How do I get out of these thoughts? And have you ever noticed that quite often you have a thought about something that's not comfortable, like why? Why did they do that? Why did they say that? And you say it over and over and over and over in your head. And it begins to create an electromagnetic field. Keep that simple. And it starts to get stronger and it begins to be held in the unconsciousness because I don't like it. I can't hold on to this. I can't keep thinking this thought. I'm just going to push it over here into denial. And that kind of worked, but it keeps popping up. So I make a decision. I'm going to, I'm going to make a deal with this. I'm going to simply say to this result, this uncomfortable thought, punishment, fear, look, if I never go over there where that happened, where this came about, talking to that person insulted me. I, I'm never going over there again. If I never go over there again, would you promise not to jump out and bite me in the butt? Sounds like a good deal. I won't go over there. I'll deny this. I won't look at it. I will never talk to that person again. 
and it's done. It's gone. It's over. I feel much better now. But at the same time, I drew a pretty hard line in the sand. Don't go over there. And the odd part is it happens again in another way, another set of thoughts, another insult, another, and you draw another line and you draw another line and then another line and you make a lot of deals and you put a lot of that in the backpacks so where it'll never come out and be seen again. Now, maybe you haven't done that. I, I have done a whole lot of that. But somehow or another, my life doesn't get better when I simply avoid going over there. I get more withdrawn. I don't think the thought out loud anymore, but I do. It's in the backpack, so it doesn't bother me. Now, take another breath, because we're kind of getting at the core of this. So as we move forward in life, we've got a lot of lines in the sand, and we've got a lot of unconscious beliefs, and then we've got a whole lot of emotions that said, that would be fun, but it's kind of similar to what that first thing was that didn't feel really good. And, and that person over there, they kind of look like that same person in a way that insulted me once or, or said something anyway, and I got insulted. So I, I can't. They don't, I don't want to talk to them. There's those dualities again. And what we do is we box ourselves into that box. We begin to accept that box. And in the process of all of that, we've forgotten how to think from the heart. But we've moved away from that heart space. Now, be clear, we moved away from the heart space. The heart space didn't move away from us, never left. So how do I get out of this space? If, it's, if I'm stuck here, I'm in a box, I've got stuff in my backpack, I only know what I know, and this is how I've always been doing it. I don't know how to do it any differently. What if there was a third choice, fourth choice, fifth choice? What if there were other choices? But see, this is the thing. The, the mom, dad, teacher, minister, they didn't know either. But what if there was an opportunity to step out of this duality? What if there were other choices? What if I began to get quiet? What if I began to just shut off that mind, that thought process that keeps bringing my attention to that anger? Oh, that was supposed to be gone, but it does pop back up. What if there was a way of simply beginning to recognize that how I hold all those emotions and those thoughts and those beliefs and those habits and those unconscious patterns, what if how I was told everything works? It does work that way, but it's not very comfortable. 
what if there was a third choice? What if there was something other than what I believe? And what if a lot of what I believe, well, because I know this is painful, it, it's caused me a lot of pain, a lot of tears, a lot of uncomfortableness. I, I've become very resentful. I don't like me, but this is how I've become. What if I just let go of that? That can't be. Wait, no, no. What if I just let go of that? Well, I don't know how to let go of it is really the answer. But what if you did? And what if letting go of it actually was really, really simple, not complicated. Nobody's ever told you that. What if I could simply begin to recognize that what I was told is all there is, is simply just one set of choices or one set of experiences. And by kind of building a different platform to observe myself from, beginning to hold my attention. There's that law of attraction thing. Hold my attention in a different thought and began to recognize that in the heart, the heart thinks and feelings. So here's a piece of information. Emotions have edges. Feelings are very smooth. So not a to not a truth, but a pretty good frame of reference. Emotions, jealousy, rage, anger, resentment. Kind of feel some of those words as you bring your attention to them. And there's edges. I don't like these. Gracious, kind, happy, laughter, appreciation, kindness. No edges. In fact, kind of. Hold your hands out and put in your left hand, just kind of put anger, resentment, jealousy, fear. And then the other hand, laughter, smile, joy, ease, quiet, respect. You get the picture? Which one feels better? What if... My ability to start to recognize, bring my attention to the feeling and literally begin to feel the feeling, holding my attention in the feeling, not thinking the feeling, just holding my attention. Many of you heard me say this. If I asked you the question, have you ever been certain in your life? Rational mind says, yeah I, yeah, I know what that is. But now would you just take a breath, close your eyes, and would you feel certain? Just kind of feel it in the body. Make it up if you don't think you've ever had that experience, but just kind of feel certain. Are, are you certain you're sitting in the chair? Yeah, certain. Shoulders kind of go back, head sits up straighter. How does it feel, that feeling certain? The interesting thing about the heart, beginning to construct choice from the heart, you start to find 
a lot of very interesting pieces of information. Physicalness, the game that we walk around in, requires a geometry. Non-physicalness, a great place that you play all the time, but you don't remember, not too hard to remember once you start to get out of the box, but non-physicalness, no geometry, or at least it doesn't play the same kind of role. But in physicalness, you need structure. And one of the most beneficial structures or most comfortable structures is a simple equilateral triangle, three sides, all the sides equal, all the angles equal. When you start to begin to create feelings, joy, happy, certain, and you begin to organize them into a triangle, other geometries also, but triangle, what happens is the heart begins to create structure for feelings to live in the body. And as you begin to build those triangles, you begin to have awareness of feelings, something interesting happens because in that heart space, you start to begin to access something that we kind of think we know, might have felt a number of times. We have a lot of definition or belief what it is, but this word love, see, love is a power. It's a, it's massive. It has so many variations and opportunities in it. It doesn't play in emotions. Love doesn't play in jealousy, rage, anger. It does play in happy and certain, capable, and it begins to create an illumination, let's call it an awareness, begins to create an awareness around different concepts. Concept in that third dimensional game is you have to be given permission, third dimension. The, the mom, that teacher, minister, the boss, the wife, the husband, I need permission to but when you start to play in this heart space, you begin to realize that you have permission. You have permission. And the interesting thing about permission is you also have the ability to allow yourself. Now, that begins to be pretty interesting because the imagination begins to kick back in in a lot of ways. Something that was taken away from you as a little kid. Stop playing. Stop making those stories up. Stop lying. And we go, okay. And the imagination shuts down. But see, a moment ago I said opportunity and disruption. And in this last five years, the foundation for this permission, this allowing this Imagination is coming back into play. It's in the heart. You're beginning to remember. And it's in the remembering that you begin to start to recognize that there is a truth. It's your truth. Now, you got to play with this word truth because it's a, it's a shifting word. It's see what was Think about the world around you, what was true over the last 10, 15 years, how the world worked. 
it's not true anymore. And what was not possible then is beginning to be possible now. And so there's always a movement, but there's really, you exist only in present time. You know that. But right now, this is where you exist. And so right now, kind of what is my truth? Now, the truth doesn't change from moment to moment to moment. When you begin to play in this certain, capable, gracious, when you begin to get quiet, present, aware, when you begin to recognize I'm grounded, I'm observing from the center of my head, the higher mind, I'm thinking from the heart, you begin to realize that that world around you, a lot of that movement, a lot of the truths, they're not your truths. They're not even your concepts. It's in this space where where duality starts to begin to shift. I have permission. I'm not locked into the rigidness. I can think differently. Now, what also happens with this truth, and get, let's use a little T with it, keep it really simple, is it's how do I choose to experience myself right now? And can I allow others to be who they are while I simply allow me to be who I am? It's in that space where that constriction of beliefs, habits, unconsciousness, patterning, that was the truth, this is all there is, all of a sudden doesn't make sense anymore. Now, some of it does, but much of it simply is limitations. Truth is not something that is defined quite in the same way. It's how am I experiencing myself and what am I observing? And the very interesting thing about stepping out of dualities and beginning to just explore this, and keep it really simple, this word truth, there's no, no message here. There's no the truth. This is, we're talking about you. In this space, you begin to find that you have permission to observe slightly differently. And what becomes very interesting is you start to notice, notice things you never noticed before. And you begin to recognize that those limitations, restrictions, control of the third dimensional game, the agreements, well, maybe they don't even apply to me. It's just something I've gone along with. I've I was accepted, I was part of the, the group, whatever that means, and like everybody else, and I follow the rules. Well, rules are valuable, driving your car down the street, that yellow line, really very useful. Everybody's in agreement most of the time, and that has value, but there's a lot of conditions that we have just accepted and then believed and then made unconscious, this is how the world works. As you begin to play where you want to play, because you wouldn't be on this call if it wasn't what you were looking for, the ability to start to be quiet, start to allow a judgment. A number of other things begin to happen. That heart space begins to think 
instead of the rational mind thinking, rational mind trying to fit in, make you safe, safe as in nobody else is going to yell at you type of thing. But in that heart space, you begin to have permission. You start to notice things differently. But something very interesting happens is in that word love, you begin to feel comfortable, let's say, with yourself. There's an ease. It's quiet. It's slow. It doesn't just jump out. It doesn't come with, oh, now I'm going to be in love and therefore I deserve. No, something that you kind of begin to understand. And there's a certainty around it. There's a vibration within it that kind of becomes very allowing. See all these words kind of mix and match and move around. But that sense of yourself begins to elevate. There's a confidence, there's a strength, there's a presence. You begin to notice you. It's in that noticing you space that you start to recognize that a lot of these beliefs that I hold from the mom, dad, teacher, minister, again, we're not beating anybody up. Those beliefs basically don't fit my reality. And the interesting part of those is you begin to be comfortable with yourself. You begin to be, again, grounded, center your head, your side of the rose. You begin to allow the world to be what it is. And you recognize I'm in the world, but I'm not of that world. That world out there, all those things that are going on, they're fine, but that's not my world. That's not how I wish to live my life. The interesting part when you begin to get into capable, certain, happy, that strength, that sense of yourself, everything unlike that love falls away. No, it just falls away. There's, there's no therapist, there's no therapy, there's no work, there's no climbing mountains. What happens is just think about it. You've had lots of experiences where you have had a truth, and then you found a new truth. And it's impossible to go back to the old truth. You can try, painful, but basically it's impossible. You move ahead. In this heart space, you begin to recognize a number of things. You begin to also recognize that a lot of the foundational constructs that you were told, how you believed the world to be, she wasn't like that at all. And so maybe you were lied to, but let's just benefit a doubt. You were just told what somebody else knew. But what you're watching right now and why we're having this conversation at all is because the world is about to change very, very significantly. I'm not underestimating. I'm not exaggerating my word. Very significantly. How you have known what is, is about to change. Oh, everything? No. Some things, yes. 
everybody will experience it differently, but it is not going back to pre-COVID. The change is all about all that baggage, all that hate, anger, fear, power control, judgment. You see, that's the emotional construct of that rational mind beating it up right here. You can't take that with you. As you see in that upper fourth dimension, but let's call it fifth dimension, words like fear, safety, trust, anger, rage, resentment, they don't exist. Those vibrations simply don't exist. It's clarity, it's focus, there's awareness, there's opportunities, there's respect and there's dignity and there's humility and there's kindness and gratitude and graciousness and on and on. Isn't that what you want? So what if by simply beginning to recognize just a very simple piece of information, you have other choices and the belief systems that you've held. As this world begins to shift, it's a spiritual shift primarily, much of that belief system you hold is beginning to be very disruptive. Just look around the world. One of those areas around the world is religion. Now, be really clear, I'm not beating religion up. I'm not trying to make it bad or good. But one of the things is, who started all of that? Where did that all come from? No, I know there's a creator being, and I know there are great beings. In fact, that's the whole point of the conversation. They all exist. You do. You exist. You exist. You are them. They are you. I forgot that part, though we each say we came here to play this game, to be separated, to forget, to play a game, to see if I could find my way back home. That's the game. They didn't tell you that. But this religion is God and evil. There's an interesting part to it because when you start to play in the heart, there's a wonderful feeling. And that sense of joy and ease and quietness, it's very comfortable. And it's that your personal sanctuary, that heart space. And it's like I used to go to church and it was a very orthodox church, very fundamental type of church. I didn't get that. But I went to look at the colors and to sing and to, in the mosaics on the wall, I thought I saw Jesus all the time. I, I don't remember anything that the guy in the front said. In fact, I didn't want to. It was never felt very good. But the messaging is interesting. When, when messaging is laid on top of love, quite often in that space of being told how the world works, we simply accept what we're told. And this good and evil thing, it's really that creation in the rational mind where the mental body and the emotional body became separated. But when you start to play in this heart space, you begin to build those triangles and you begin to have permission 
and you allow yourself to feel happy and certain and for no good reason i'm just going to pretend i'm happy and be happy and kind of make it up imagine happy what would that feel like what happens is everything unlike those vibrations starts to fall away in happy or uncertain or capable comfortable quiet respect dignity kindness if you feel those words everything that is in the backpack starts to unravel so when you look out at the world today that backpack is unraveling the world is changing it's ascending the earth is ascending and it's not going to take all the baggage with it it's another story for another day but all the thoughts that have ever been thought they make up the emotional body of the earth all that anger rage resentment fear incest war domination control abuse it's all in the emotional body and the earth is shedding that at the same time everything that we hold on to similarly is coming to the surface so this space of beginning to recognize duality as not a truth but just simply two choices with many other choices available gives you a sense of getting out of that backpack that box as you begin to get out of it and you begin to give yourself permission to just simply recognize you have other choices the acceleration of what is about to happen 2023 through the next number of years is really all about disrupting your backpack and providing you opportunities to choose differently so how do you choose part of the simple question is what do you want question that been amusing people have not been able to answer the question but really the question is i want to be happy i want to be comfortable i want to laugh i want to smile i want to feel well-being co-creation it can't come with the carrying the backpack and the backpack to a great extent is structured in this three-dimensional game that we play and we'll talk about this in this next session how do you begin to get some of this out but this three-dimensional game is really interesting it has multiple parts it is it's conditional in the three-dimensional game there's nothing unconditional it's structured on linear time ask 100 people on the street 99 of them tell you there's nothing else but linear time and the other one will tell you you're crazy but time is very changeable when you start to recognize you're not stuck in the past in fact when you begin to like yourself and you have a little bit more awareness of information and choice the past is not fixed 
It is changeable. Now we'll talk about that some more. Not hard either to change the past. But I believe that's impossible, you might say. I know you can't change the past. The past has already happened. I was 20 once upon a time a long time ago, and I know I'm not going to be 20 again. Yeah, but what about, what if? That's not exactly true. There's more to it than that. Not complicated. Just an understanding that hasn't been presented. And the duality is not fixed. The ability to choose differently in present time becomes very available. And what was true in the past, it, she's always going to be bad. He's never going to be good. Well, you know, they all change too. And in present time, they're not the same as they were in the past. And so always and never pre-restricted words that don't allow change. So this ability to begin to rearrange how you observe yourself and the truths that you hold yourself hostage to, maybe they're not truths. Maybe they're just concepts. Maybe they're just somebody else's idea. And going back to that religion thing, I didn't finish that, is, is when we get into love and we're told contradictions on top of the love, good and bad, right and wrong, there's a good God and there's a bad God and there's an evil and a devil. And who made up those stories? No, I'm not challenging wisdom. Oh, yes, I am. But what if, what if those were just somebody's stories? You know, in the 80s, 90s, there was a rumor that that if you got a vaccination for measles, mumps, and rubella, your kids are going to become much more conditioned to autism. And so I'm not giving my kids those shots. It was all a rumor. It was, well, it was a study that was presented in a paper, but ultimately it was found out that the doctor basically had 12 kids in a study and this was his assumption as to what was causing the result. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like today? Well, this is the truth and that's the truth. Nobody knows what the truth is anymore. Nobody trusts, nobody believes. But if you continue to try to live in the construct of structure that we grew up with, as you step into the coming times, all of that construct is going to be challenged. But if there's a possibility that you might consider recognizing the ability to think from the heart, become grounded, center your head, higher mind, observing, allowing the world to be what it is 
without having to push against it or put your finger in that light socket. It's possible that maybe there are other choices than the duality. Would you like to have a set of awarenesses allow you to dissolve many of those dualities? A recognition that there's another choice that simply by drawing into the heart a belief system that simply is not compatible with the heart, the belief system dissolves if it is not your truth with the capital T. So you only know your truth. Nobody else knows your truth. But you know a lot of other people's truths that maybe don't work so well in your heart. So we think about what was said. So when we play again, we'll work on how do you disrupt those patterns that basically say, I'm not okay, I don't deserve, I'm not good enough, they don't like me, I'm never going to succeed. Whose ideas were those? Because they weren't yours. So with that, take a breath. And we will play again another day. Blessings. Thanks for spending time with us today. You'll find more resources to enjoy and information about our program courses by visiting MasteringAlchemy.com.